Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Michael Chad. You can give me a follow on the Twitter machines at MFC2123. It is Thursday, April 18th, 2019. And I apologize for not getting the morning minutes up yesterday. I had to fill in for Jay Zawaski at 670. So, unfortunately, due to the fact that I had to wake up before everyone was even thinking about getting up, wasn't able to get it done. Uh, bad logistics by me once again, so I apologize. So, lots of news to report over the last two days. We're going to start off with the hardwood, as there's a lot of things going on. There's some, some transfers, some formal NBA announcements as well, eh, a couple commits and a couple programs, well, one program. Filling in uh, a departed coach and adding one with a familiar name. We'll start off with a transfer, which I think is very big for Indiana. And Joey Brunk transferred from Butler yesterday. He's going to stay in state and have two seasons to play at IU and Archie Miller. Uh, Brunk was obviously good enough to play at Butler. And Butler's not a a little school anymore, although they're still considered a mid-major. Butler is, you know, they made a run to the NCAA championship a few years ago, and uh, they've built off that, and they always seem to have solid teams. So uh, getting a player like Brunk at 6'11", good size and experience, is quite a coup for Archie Miller and his staff. And not only that, he'll have a couple of years. He's got two years of eligibility remaining. So uh, Brunk will most likely be a four-year player uh, total with the two years at Indiana, the obviously the two years at Butler. And then on Tuesday night, uh, it was announced that Iowa assistant Andrew Francis will be leaving the program. That was a big loss for Fran McCaffrey and his staff because Francis was the youngest staff member. He connected very well with the recruits. And Francis, uh, since McCaffrey joined Iowa in 2010. Francis is the first departure of a coach from McCaffrey's staff. So McCaffrey did a, has done a good job of you know, keeping continuity with his coaching staff, and unfortunately, that won't be the case anymore as Andrew Francis will be moving on. And Maryland has suffered another departure from their program, as uh, obviously two of their stars have declared for the NBA, and this time not a star uh, in freshman small forward Trace Ramsey. Now, he announced his intention to transfer away from the program. Ramsey was more of a project for Mark Turgeon, and uh, Ramsey obviously wasn't happy with the amount of playing time that he got this past season, so he will look to greener pastures. And then in a move that uh, didn't surprise anybody, including his head coach, John Beeline, Charles Matthews formally announced his intention to leave Michigan and Ann Arbor and head off to the NBA uh, while his teammates Ignis Bradzakis and Jordan Poole, obviously they haven't made a 100% final decision, but uh, they will be going through the draft process as well to get feedback from the NBA as to whether they should stay in school or are viable candidates to be drafted early. Uh, Fred Hoiberg had an addition and a subtraction yesterday. Uh, we'll start with the departure of sophomore small forward Nana Akenton. Uh, Kenton didn't play down the stretch last year for Tim Miles uh, when they had, I believe it was just seven players available for them 
down the stretch in the Big Ten tournament when they were trying to make their run to make the NCAAs. Uh, ultimately, they made the NIT, and obviously, Miles was dismissed from the program. But uh, I could understand why Akenton moved on. Uh, new coaching staff having to do it. You know, he gets a fresh start. They get a fresh start. Fred Hoiberg gets another opportunity to add another player that he will be able to recruit. And a player that he did add yesterday was walk-on Jace Piakowski. And that name seems familiar, and it should, because Jace is son of the former Husker and NBA player Eric Piakowski. So, obviously, Hoiberg very familiar with the older Piakowski. And Jace, not a bad player himself, although a walk-on. I still think that there's potential that he could contribute down the line. Chris Holman obviously had a hole in his staff that needed to be filled, and he filled that with a familiar face and a familiar name. Jake Diebler will be returning to Ohio State after he was a video coordinator for the Buckeyes from 2013 to 2016. He is the older brother of John Diebler, who was a star for the Buckeyes uh, just recently, last few years, for Thad Mata. And uh, Jake obviously knows the program very well, having uh, been a coordinator for four years. And uh, Chris Holman should be very happy about this one. And the familiar name should help with recruiting, especially around Ohio, as both the Deeblers are uh, very familiar names and recently as well. So uh, most players in Ohio will remember John playing and uh, Jake being part of John's playing career, uh, although he's his older brother and didn't play with him or at Ohio State, still has that familiarity with the program. Moving on to the gridiron, there's a couple commits uh, and a couple transfers that happened as well. Start off with the commitments as Tuesday, corner Devin King committed to Mike Loxley and Maryland, uh, 5'11", 175 pounds. Defensive back from California ended up choosing Maryland. The Terrapins over Washington State, the uh, second school he was considering, came out and said that those were his top two and ultimately chose Maryland. So, again, I I think that Mike Loxley has done a really good job of accumulating talent in his short time there since moving on from Alabama. And I, I think they're a school to watch for. I think that they could ultimately have a very solid program albeit maybe not a national caliber program I think they could be a thorn in a bunch of Big Ten team sides and uh, you know show out pretty well Michigan State added a defensive back as well yesterday as Darius Snow ended up committing to Mark D'Antonio and the Spartans now that Snow last name is very familiar to Michigan State fans, because guess what? Father Eric Snow played basketball there at Michigan State, and Darius's uncle, Percy Snow, was an All-American linebacker at Michigan State as well. So Michigan State fans are very familiar with the Snow name. The lineage continues for Mark Antonio and the Snows, and Snow is not a... Uh, He's not a throwaway player. He's not one of those guys where it's like, all right, well, your father played here, your uncle played here. Let's just offer you a scholarship. Snow is 100% very much a 
very solid prospect, a top 300 player, had offers from Alabama. And that's really all you need to know. If a young man has an offer from Alabama, regardless of what his ranking is, and Snow was a four-star, has a four-star ranking according to the 24-7 composite, it doesn't matter. Stars are just nice to look at, but it's the offer list that I look at. And when you have an Alabama offer as a defensive back or as any position on the field, that Alabama offer, that Clemson offer, that Ohio State offer, that tells you a whole hell of a lot of what kind of prospect it is. And Snow is definitely a very solid prospect and a great recruiting win for Mark D'Antonio and the Spartans. Getting over to the transfers that happened the last few days, senior quarterback Tommy Stevens of Penn State has entered his name into the transfer portal. This is a very big surprise because Stevens has waited a while for his opportunity after Trace McSorley obviously had a huge career starting the last three years and being a record-setting quarterback. Everyone pretty much assumed that the Indiana native, Stevens, would move right into the starting rule, but that's not exactly what happened during spring ball. As Stevens was nursing an undisclosed injury, Sean Clifford, the sophomore, got the majority of the first-team reps, and I think Stevens saw the writing on the walls, especially due to the fact that you know, with quarterbacks, you hate seeing them as a one-and-done type deal where obviously you get one season and then they move along. As a redshirt senior, that's what would have been the case for Stevens, and I'm not sure that James Franklin wanted that. He wants a little bit more continuity, and uh, Clifford, obviously a third-year sophomore, uh, will play more than just one season, so I think that's the reason why Stevens entered the transfer portal, uh, seeing that the writing was on the wall for him not to be able to play much this coming fall, which uh, I still think is a little interesting because, you know, when you wait four years and you have that fifth year and you finally get your opportunity and then you decide to go, uh, it's it's interesting. There's got to be something going on behind the scenes there in Happy Valley. And then the final transfer yesterday is going to be Rutgers tight end Travis Vokalek. Vokalek uh, entered the transfer portal and uh, he missed, he as well, missed a lot of spring practice with a leg injury. And unfortunately for Chris Ash, that leaves the depth chart at tight end pretty thin as he only has two other scholarship tight ends on his roster. So uh, we'll be interested to see what Vokalek ends up doing, if he stays, if he goes, etc. But obviously I will keep you updated as to his intentions. I did miss one thing over there on the hardwood as well. The conference schedule for men's basketball for the 1920 season was announced yesterday. I'm not going to go over it because I don't want to bore you. You're more than welcome to go and look at that. You can go on Big10.org to find out the whole schedule. But it's interesting that uh, it got announced so early. Obviously, the season just ended a few weeks ago for the NCAAs after a pretty solid NCAA tournament, a fun tournament, a tournament that featured plenty of upsets. And it will ultimately, uh, you know, come back down and you know, you'll see each Big Ten team play each other twice. So that'll be pretty interesting to see. But 
yeah, go ahead and uh, take a look at it for yourself. I won't bore you with reading schedules or anything like that. And that's going to do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. I appreciate the listen. Give me a follow on Twitter again at MFC2123. You can give the pods, Two Cents Pods Network, a follow as well at Two Cents Pods. Like us on Facebook. Like us on all of our other platforms as well. Have a great Thursday, Big Ten fans.